Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Two Dudes, One Car, the automotive podcast most recommended by do- by dentists all around the world. 10 out of 10 dentists recommended, Parker. <laughs> how are you? Good, how are you? <laughs> Not as good as you. I saw that you were driving a Maserati uh, Cielo this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. Which I know you pronounce how? Cielo. Cielo, because it's the Italian for? Sky. Sky. Well, I had to double check because I, I don't want to be that guy who says Cielo. And which, then be wrong. Which, by the way, you know, in Spanish, it's the same thing. Yeah. Cielo in Spanish means sky. So you're good. Whether you say cello, cielo, piello. I want to know, dude, this new Maserati, the MC20 yeah. that you drove, I think it's the sexiest thing they've done in a very long time. Oh, 100%. How do you feel about it? I watch your review. I don't want to spoil it, but I want to know the real. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know. So how, how does it feel? I absolutely love the way it looks. It's one yeah. of the best looking supercars made in a long time. Yeah. Every time I see one, I feel like I get more excited about it than, you know, a Lamborghini Huracan or sim- similar cars in that price point. Yeah. They Which, are the real. Way- that is a little crazy that that thing is as pricey. Well, as so that's the thing. So on. I think used, I was looking, incredible buy. They're yeah. like 180, 190 with two miles on it. Never been used, basically. New, the one I drove, had way too many options. But, it, and, it was specced at 340 grand. And it's like a new trend in cars, too. I left for four years before you used to get all these things for free. Like regular paint colors were free. Yeah, yeah. Seat belts in whatever colors were free. Stitching in whatever color was free. Wheels up to a certain thing were free. Now, everything in the car is like a spec option. Yeah, it was so, 39000 in carbon options. So you could leave that off, which I probably would. Holy and then <laughs> that's a huge Holy amount, crap. Right? And that's just the exterior. It was another 7 to 10 for interior car. What do you think about the way he drives? Just like the base. It drives really good. Right? Yeah. It's like a little go-kart. It's I think it feels like a cheap Ford GT. Okay, yeah. And not in a in a cheap's the wrong word. It just happens to be cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels raw like a Ford GT. All the rocks are tingling off the carbon chassis and every every time I do a, a press car, I have my friend who's like super into paint and he's got this paint scanner and he'll come over and he'll check it jerks the depth. It. It, it, Nonstop. It's fucked. I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't get him to stop. But he keeps checking the paint on different panels to mm. see how thick it is. But if something's made of carbon fiber or plastic, the paint depth gauge doesn't work. Oh. And it's the only car I've ever had where no panels work. So and everything is either carbon or composite. So, so here's the thing. So is he it, cried. And is, had it, to leave. is it plastic or is it carbon? I don't know. Oh, man. I'll give you this. Maserati's one of the brands that I hated the most for a long time. Yeah, 100%. Like, I thought not even – you couldn't even give me a Maserati for free to drive. Like, like back <laughs> a, a few years ago. I but, understand. When it they was had straight the, up like that. The Ghibli and the Levante era was – they ruined the brand with you the were, three, uh, 499 least special. You were the 499 least special yeah, a yeah. month. That was enough for people It was like to- a Hellcat. But a Maserati. It, it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. So the quality was bad. The engines were okay because they came from like the Ferrari, if you will, like the yeah, base yeah. of it. But they were not really a Ferrari engine. The interiors were miserable. The electronics were miserable. And the actual shape of the car is terrible. But when I look at the MC, uh, what's the uh, the MC12? Is that? No. That's the Enzo. The, the Enzo. Okay. The MC12. I don't yeah. know why I'm getting my MCs confused, right? But you look at the MC12, I think he's one of the hottest cars in the universe. I think I would choose one over an Enzo. No doubt. There's yeah. only 50 of those. Yeah. They're huge. They're like, they're a spider. They're, well, they're Targas, if you will. You can remove the top on. They're incredible, like incredibly scary to drive. Have you driven one? Oh, yeah. I almost destroyed one in Switzerland. Oh, I'm so jealous. There's video Damn. of me almost fucking going sideways in one. Like my boy Greg loaned me one. And Hell he's like, yeah. He's like, you want to drive the MC12? I'm like, yeah, Greg. He's like, tomorrow, come over to this. So I go, and it's fucking snowing. I'm like, so we're not going to be able to drive this. And Greg's like, no, no, no. You go out there and drive. I was like, oh, awesome. 
Again, I'm an idiot that's lived in California his whole life or Mexico City. So let's just say I have no idea. We get to the road and the first thing that I do is just floor it on a straight. (laughs) And the car goes (laughs) sideways. You can see my life. Like if you're watching that video, you can see my life flash before my eyes. You can probably see all of my pathetic life happening in front of my eyes. You genuinely thought like flooring it was a good idea or it would work? I got to tell you this. And there's snow on the ground. This is the saddest thing. This is the saddest thing. This might be the end of our podcast. I wasn't flooring it. I was just accelerating a little bit. Okay. Okay. And the car just did that. Yeah. And it was the scary. I, I literally, I just, it, that moment was so small and so short, but at the same time was so big and so large and so long in my mind. So I, I, <laughs> I do this, the, the, the car moves and as the car's moving, this is, this is all going through my head. Oh my God, Greg just loaned me for the first time ever a car mm-hmm. and I'm about to destroy it. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere, yeah. on a random Tuesday, couldn't couldn't be less than. This less is than gonna ideal. be the worst thing ever. Yeah, this is all happening. And also, I have my friend Gordon on the car with me, and Gordon's brilliant, and he's a brilliant driver too. So I was like, and also, I'm gonna look like a total fool with Gordon next to me. And Gordon, you can see his face, like on the shot where he's shitting him, himself. He just looks at me like, whatever. That car is legendary. 100%. I would want to have an MC12 before yeah, I yeah, yeah. anything. 100%. Like, legit. That's one of my favorite cars. There's only 50 of them. So this is the first great car since then, in my this opinion. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So you, you think that too? I genuinely... I liked the Maserati brand up until they... When they were just making the Quattroporte and the Gran Turismo. Yes. And the Gran Turismo was a sexy car that sounded good. And it was a little cheaper than a Ferrari, but it, it didn't have that brand degradation from the Ghibli and the Lamonte and whatever. That was the peak. Yeah, that was the peak before. And then they came out with the MC20, and I was like, holy shit. That is a good-looking car. Didn't know how it drove. I've driven a bunch of them now. Probably put a 1,000-plus miles on MC20s, and it's an awesome, awesome car. I agree. I I, I like it so much. But what is the price at where you're going to buy in? Like, let's say someone comes in today and goes like, Parker— I have an offer you can't refuse. Here's an MC20. I think I, I, and it's your favorite spec, whatever. How much would you pay today if well, you were like going crazy? I think 150 I would buy one even though I don't want it necessarily Same right thing. now. Like I, I, I should rephrase that. If I had infinite money, I, I want the car. It's awesome. Yeah. But right now, would I spend 300 grand on it or 200? No. no. But at 150 there's no. I'm not going to be able to say no. Right. Yeah. I, I think so too. I think 180 becomes like really attractive 100%. in certain specs. And at 150, you got to buy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're already at 180. So it's a matter of time. Are they really? 180, 190? I saw yeah. them when, when, when uh, Serge and I were going around and we were looking and we were like, we might want to buy this. We might want to buy that. And we're just looking all around. Yeah, yeah. The MC12, uh, MC20 was one of the possibilities, but they were above 200. Like yeah, it was rare not to see one at I mean, some, some are above. I know that. Most I mean, there's the crazy people that yeah, want to yeah. still sell an STO for like $600,000. Yeah, there's good, always, good luck with that. <laughs> there's always the crazy ones. But I think at 150 that car becomes such a good deal. It's kind of like the Acura NSX, the yeah, new one. Yeah, 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 yeah. At $80,000... I remember thinking, this is it. I should buy one right now. You found one for $80,000? Dude, at, at some point, there was a few, quite a wow, few, at eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000. And I was like, that's it. I should buy one. And I was like, nah. I make this mistake too, which I've learned from where I don't do it anymore. And probably I'm going to buy higher than other people for it. But now when I go, oh, it's going to go lower. I, I don't do that anymore. It's crazy. Every, every time I said that, it didn't go lower. It's crazy <laughs> how the hype changes on cars. Like, I had a friend pay 300-something for—he paid like 50 over a sticker for an MC20. Lost his shit on the car. Oh, my God. I guess somehow doesn't regret it, but, I mean, that that's brutal. And the same thing happened with the NSX. When I drove—when I reviewed the NSX, I think it was 2016. It had just come out— Somebody I knew paid 50 plus over sticker. And so I was driving a $200,000 car. And for that, it wasn't worth $200,000. But then I don't know what happened. People just went, oh, it's just not worth that. And then it just tanked. And for 90 grand, it's an insane car. I don't really get it. I, I, it's just like such a bipolar type yeah, of market. Yeah. And by the way, 
people get within a trend and then they go nuts and yeah. then like that trend takes them wherever and then they get on my mindset it's going to go lower it doesn't go lower they miss out on the boat whatever and then there's the other one where it goes higher and higher and higher and higher and you just can't understand why i think it's just very collective i think all of us get together. We all chat about this. There's five opinion makers, tastemakers in the yeah, car yeah. world, if you will, that people take seriously or whatever there is. Like, but like you can count them with two hands. And then they, we all make that idea, that assumption. We get in the, on, the, on the boat and we go, it's either going to go higher or lower. And it never does what everybody thinks is. And at that point, you got to jump ship to the other side. And I think on the Maserati, we're getting close to that point. Sure. That that's why I'm bringing it up because I myself I'm ten, tempted as fuck. Yeah. To get one of these. No, it's a hell of a car. I think it sounds cool. The blow off valves are insane. It dry, the handling's amazing. It's amazing, and it looks crazy. What do you feel about the inter- just real quick the interior? You, the, the interior of the one that you drove was insane. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so in I think general, the, the only we talked about this off the podcast, and you were like, "Oh, what do you think of the interior?" And you said something along the lines of it felt cheap. So yeah. I feel like. The screens, the seats, the steering wheel, the paddles are nice. Yeah. It's the buttons on the steering wheel yes. that I don't understand. It's like a For Stellantis. 340 grand, just make them better. Yeah. And like, that's it. That's really my only gripe. I know you have your, your parts bin thing with uh, everybody else that yeah, you need yeah. to get it from. But, dude, just make an exception. 100%. Get outside of your parts bins. Like, go to the others. Go call Mate Rimac. He's got a lot of bins with a lot of parts. And he's maybe, a big bin guy? He's a, oh, he started like that. That's how Rimac started. It, it, it was a big bin company. People would go in and buy, like, their little pieces and put them in their Mercedes, in their Aston Martins, and all that stuff. How many dentists recommend his bins? I say 12 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, probably. Which is a crazy math, but we won't do it right now. Uh, you and I have both a Model S Plaid. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about the recall? I did. So for everyone that uh, uh, that's that's listening or watching, there was a recall for 2.2 million Teslas. Yeah, yeah. And this is an insane recall. It's a big one, 2.2 million cars. The reason why? The font is too small on ABS, on the brake uh, and tire pressure thing. That's why they recall. I mean, that is just 2.2 million, 2.2 million cars. The, the best part about it is I think it's just a trending topic to shit on Tesla. So all the news articles were like, this is a big recall. And when you hear recall, you think you got to take your car to the dealer. It's a like, big deal. You, you like can't the Tataka, drive. the one with the airbags, yeah, which yeah, those guys ex- do have to do that. Exactly. Like that's extreme. If an yeah. airbag could blow off in your face and shoot shrapnel, that's a problem. I would say that's so. That's a pretty, <laughs> this pretty is large a problem. Said, so yeah. But when, <laughs> <laughs> with the Tesla, you attach it to, oh my God. With Tesla. You attach it to Wi-Fi and uh, and you're good to go. It updates it and and it's fixed. So but, that that to me is not a recall. That's an update. I agree, but they do a hell of a job in the mainstream media yeah, to yeah, just yeah. promote that the fact that Tesla is oh my god they're messing up and all of these things and they're doing terribly and they're recalls 100%. and and whatnot. And I think it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And by the way, you told me that you got a couple messages too from people that were yeah. like, whoa. Are you going to fix your car and make sure that it's safe? And I do the same. Like uh, my mother-in-law, Belen's mom, was like, are you guys okay? I saw that Tesla needed this. I'm like, it's just a software update. She's like, I didn't read anywhere, like uh, anything about that anywhere. I was like, that's the problem. Yeah. That everyone believes that. And I'm investing hard right now at the moment in Tesla, Rivian, and sadly Lucid. There's just, on the charts, there's a big opportunity right now. It looks like they're at the cheapest they're going to be for a long time. And I keep adding in. I don't care if it drops lower. I'll buy lower. Thank God. And uh, I I think there's a lot of big opportunities because everybody wants to finish Elon right now. Yeah. And uh, the playbook is opening up. That takes me to my second uh, investment, which is Rivian. Rivian, electric car maker, for those of you who might not know... They make the electric pickup truck and the SUV. They, they made the first pickup truck, the electric uh, pickup truck, and uh, they killed it. And uh, right now, they just announced that on March 7th, they're going to release the R2 series. Do you know what that is? I know that it's a smaller version of a Rivian. That's so not it. The, the incredible thing about Rivian, and this is where I look at them, they came out only 
like to the market about a year and a half ago where they start they started selling cars. Yeah. Before that it was like four years, twenty nineteen, they came out, they announced themselves and you you I mean with the pandemic, what can you expect, right? So they've done really well compared to every other American manufacturer of electric cars. They're second. So Tesla's number one. They've sold a total of 2.2 million cars. What's number three? Lucid. Is it really? It's really low, dude. Yeah. It's like like an unbelievable difference between one and two and two and three. Well, one and two is two. Like uh, now Tesla's selling a million cars a year. Is it a million or two million, Sergio? I think it's a, I'm going to say a million cars a year, but let's go with a a total. They've sold 2.2 million cars. Rivian, 1.8 million last year. Okay, so Tesla's pumping out 1.8 million a year. Rivian, on their first year, they sold 52,000 or 54,000 cars, which at 2,000 Delta is not that bad. So they did incredibly well for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah. And Lucid has been around forever. And they've only sold 9,000 cars. But now the Saudis are investing in Lucid. However, Rivian is positioned in a really good spot because they have a great production. They understand how to make cheap cars. They understand that the, the, the more they get into the volume game, the cheaper their cars will become during the same page as Tesla. Yeah. So right now they just announced... They announced the announcement on March 7th, right? Because this is what it is. I love that. It's like Let's an announce <laughs> nothing, but we're going to announce a date it's, that it's, something's coming. It's the announcement of yeah. the announcement of the reveal. So on March 7th, we're going to see the R2s. So right now, they have two models for sale, the R1s, R1T, R1S. Yep. And they're the SUV and the pickup truck. I own the pickup truck, the R1T. And the SUV in my opinion, he's one of the most beautiful cars ever. It looks like a Range Rover, like an exquisite, minimalist, modern Range Rover. And the pricing is just incredible. And they can go for 400 miles a charge. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. It it is fucking crazy. And zero to 60 is like three seconds on this monster of a car. Yeah. Their utility is incredible. Quality of build is incredible. Uh, Their infrastructure has been growing and it's incredible. Everything that they do is great. And now they're announcing their R2. Do we understand how massive of a move that is? Or not really? How I mean, do you perceive I, it? I think so. I think where electric car manufacturers are going to succeed is the everyday car. I mean, the Model Y took over Corolla production as the most popular car sold in the US. The amount of money that they're making off of that versus a Model X Plaid, even though it's so much more expensive, they're not selling nearly as many. No. And I think that's Lucid's only chance at this point is they basically, they've sold some $200,000 cars. The Sapphire is like 250 grand, which is hilarious. You can buy one right now for 70 grand, by the way. I believe that. Yes. They need to come out with a $50,000 car or a $40,000 car, and then they might have a chance. Well, at, they're coming at, out with a Lucid Air, and then they have the SUV that's yeah, coming out. But that's still going to be expensive, and I believe. I, the problem is scale. Yeah. I think the Lucid CEO is not as good, but the, the good thing is they have uh, Saudi backers. So my hope is that at some point, the Lucid Saudi backers realize that the CEO is terrible. And I heard he took like a, I don't know if you told me this. It might've been you, um, that he took like a $380 million bonus no, it was for one me. year. No. I, like, I, I know that. But all right. Yeah, we sold like a did. couple cars. Let's yeah. give myself 380 like, million that we could have reinvested. I sold 2000 cars, guys. Can I get $400 million? Yeah, no problem. That makes no sense. I mean, I, I, from his perspective, how, how are you going to turn it down? $380 million, oh, I'll take right? It. Like, all day. Uh, please. I mean, look at Fisker, <laughs> but yeah, Fisker, yeah. Fisker has moved three cars yet. The CEO of, of Rivian. Yeah. Oh, a, a what? Lucid. Oh, oh, Lucid. I was yeah, like, yeah. Sergio. I was like, you? everyone's just taking don't 380. Talk, <laughs> don't you talk shit about RJ right here. The CEO of Lucid. RJ. See, that's the Toyota way. Like the CEO of Toyota, they, they used to sell the most cars. Very, very respectable salary given the size of the company. Probably less than $5 million. Let me give you this because Sergio just said it. Yeah. Just off, off, off camera, off the microphone. So the Lucid dude took a $370 million paycheck when? 2022. In 2022, when his sales were, 2024, about seven, probably 6,000 cars he had sold at the time. And that's what he took. RJ, 
RJ from Rivian, the CEO of Rivian, mm -hmm. by the way, brilliant mind from MIT. He's taking a million dollars a year yeah. for an operation that has sold over 50,000 vehicles year one. And you're talking about street vehicles. Yeah. You're not even considering that they're, they're selling the Amazon trucks and all these things. It's fucking incredible what they're doing for real. And now Rivian's coming out with their R2, same thing. You're now looking at the Model Y type yeah. of event. And what happened when the Model Y came out for Tesla? It it made it the most sold car in the world yeah. above Toyota. Now, uh, Rivian comes from a, a, a really good background when it comes to sales of cars and production. They know because they're... One of their biggest investors comes from one of those, like one of the big companies, they invested in this and they're killing it. And it's funny that the conversation we're having, because in some of this is mentioned, I just don't want to ruin anything and I don't want to spoil anything. But I do think Rivian right now, being as cheap as it is, because I'm telling you, I'm dumping every every paycheck I get, every cent that I really, make, I'm dumping on Rivian right now. Because it's so fucking cheap. And I want it to go cheaper. Don't get me wrong, because the potential of that thing is like, I missed Tesla. I missed out on the, did you invest in Tesla? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I didn't at the beginning. And I feel like right now, right here, I am getting that type of deal. Now, it's very different because of all the stuff that Tesla does, but I feel like Rivian's about to take it to the next level. I mean, the, the R2 is going to be what makes them an enormous company or not. I, and I think the it's interesting. The model there's nothing that cool about the Model Y. It just works and it's priced well. So if they come out with something that works, has good range, is relatively fast, is priced well, but also has the Rivian higher quality, cooler interior and vibe, I think they'll kill it. Because that's the thing with Rivian. What no one tells you is Rivian appeals to the people in Silicon Valley. Rivian yeah. is also the the brand with the happiest customers. Rivian. How do you measure that? I don't know how they measure that, but it's. I on, mean, you seem pretty happy. X. I am. My wife is happy with it. She loves it, and the fact that women love it. I'm telling you, as soon as I came here to LA for the first time in whatever, I went to Hidden Hills. Mm -hmm. Hidden Hills was covered, flooded with Rivians, and then I moved out here in Irvine, Newport Coast, and all this area. And it's flooded with Rivians. It's the trickle-down economics of it, electric Well, vehicles. it's the trickle-up economics yeah. because poorer people will want to have what rich people have. 100%. And now they'll be able to afford it. So it gets me really excited. Is there any rumors on price whatsoever about the R2? Uh, no. No. There's none. But I'll tell you this. It's 300 grand. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> the stock just tanks to zero. Just goes to zero. Yeah. And everybody here loses all of their money. And they're like, along with me. Then I'll be homeless with everyone that's watching. You'll still have a Rivian, though. We can fight it out. <laughs> you could live in the... Uh, in the tunnel. The tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. 40 to 60 grand on R2 models. And you know that as they scale, economics become uh, cheaper. It makes more sense. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's where they're going. That's where I think Ford, GM, Stellantis is making a huge uh, uh, error. I think if those guys don't understand that the economy in this thing is an economic, an economy of scale, where the more you produce, the cheaper it becomes, you're going to get fucked because they're all aiming towards producing less and selling for more. Yeah, that's interesting to me. So I, this is why I think all, uh, the, the car is about to change into the iPhone. And now you're going to have 50% of the iPhone, which will be Tesla. And then the rest will be a mixture of Rivian and another company that makes cars for others, like uh, what they did for Sony and, and whatnot. I think I, a lot of manufacturers, too, are probably basing their the future of their electric car product line based on how they did in their initial release. Like if, if I was mistake. Ford, you know, they didn't do well with yeah. the Mach E as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And so they're probably scared and are scaling that back. But well, really like if they went full force and made a, an amazing car, they could be a model. Y there's no doubt, you know, but what is the problem with Ford? Like what is the problem that Ford's facing compared to what Rivian or Tesla are doing? And their problem is their quarterly earnings. These these are companies built on like the next uh, uh, on the next three months. Yeah. On the next three months. On the next three months. Nothing towards the future. And I think disruptors have proved those, like with Uber, with DoorDash, 
with Airbnb that they're going to be willing to not make any money for a long time. And eventually that'll make more money than the traditional way. Yeah. yeah. I think what we're seeing right now was the end, like the final nail on the coffin of Ford GM Stellantis, because they just refused to go into the full electric just based on month to month uh, results. And that's going to end up killing them. And uh, you think by killing, you mean like bankrupt, like straight gone? up bankrupt and gone. That'd be interesting. I know that they have the government that like licks their ass and like does anything for them. Cause you know, when there's like a financial crisis, they're the only ones ba getting bailed out along with the airlines and whatnot. But I feel like at this point, the Tesla thing is not going to be like, I know a lot of people are against it and they're like, I would never drive an electric car. Yeah, but yeah. what happens when the electric car possibility is the cheapest one by a mile? hundred percent. 100%. And that's what's going to happen. And that's what no one's ready for. Yeah, yeah. And that's what people are not going to be jumping onto Stellantis or anything else because they're going to be like, well, I fucking hate Elon Musk. I can't deny that he's making a $14,000 car that's incredible. Yeah, compared if the to product's good enough, it doesn't matter. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. That's where they're going. And you know who else is coming out with cars? Like brand new cars? Who? Ferrari. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. They have three brand new cars. They've got they're, some exciting stuff coming. At least they're going to announce this year. I want to know how you feel about Ferrari today because I'm, I'm catching up with you. I haven't been around forever. We haven't talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where I'm getting my talk in. So sure, I yeah. So how I, do you look at Ferrari today? I think they had a period where they were going a bit in the wrong direction, and now they're going back in the right direction. So I think when they came out with the SF90, it was insane in terms of its acceleration, yeah. but it wasn't that fun to drive yeah. and from a lot of SF90 owners I'm sure they wouldn't admit this directly to Ferrari but it's a little bit of a boring car and they have a lot of problems with the battery yeah but then they came out with the 296 and it was like oh my god they just made a car that had everything going against it with having a six cylinder so people are coming into this going this car is not going to be that great don't know how to feel about it but it drove incredibly well stupid fast uh, and, and reasonable value for the money. And now they're coming out with the special edition, more track-focused version of that. Mm -hmm. That's going to be one of the best cars ever. And then, what, they've got the LaFerrari successor coming out. So they have that. Uh, we'll talk about the models right now, but yeah, I'll yeah. tell you this. So when Ferrari came out with their electric cars, elect, like, you know, you had the LaFerrari, and you yeah, had yeah. a bunch of problems and whatnot. Ferrari went through, like you said, like it's identical how we feel. Because when the F8 came out, no, it, was the, it wasn't the F8. It was the 488. Mm -hmm. I thought Ferrari was doing the worst cars out of everyone. 100%. Because McLaren came out with the 720s, which in my view, that's a car that changed everything. 100%. That was like fucking hyper fast on a regular car with crazy wings. Yeah, yeah. And insane design, brand new headlights, like, and they were using aero everywhere. Yeah. Without any shame or anything. And people loved it. And then Lamborghini had the Performante. Which, you're looking at all these cars. The 488 wasn't the fastest. It didn't make great noise. It didn't look great because I think it's one of the weakest Ferraris ever. 100%. Before the SF90, I am 99% certain Ferrari wanted to release the 296. But I feel like they didn't have the balls because of the smaller engine. Maybe. I knew about the 296 before I knew about the SF90. Really? I, I used to make videos leaking all this shit before. And no one ever believed me. And I don't know where, where that stands with all of this shit. Because when the uh, when the Speedtail was getting played around with, yeah. and they were like, dude, there's gonna we're going to come out with a center drive, blah, blah, blah. And McLaren came out and refuted it. And McLaren came out and said, we're not making a V12 car with a mid-engine seating position. I was like, these guys are just like semantically fucking you guys. They're saying that they're not going to put a V12 in it, but they're definitely coming out with a mid, like, yeah, 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 like a, a center drive car, and the same thing with the AMG One. So the first bit of news that I got on on this was the 296 before the SF90. I don't know why, and I'm not saying that that was probably the first project, but I'll say this: the SF90 was such an easy concept to sell because you're selling a bigger GT that goes fast that can go anywhere, yeah, right? Yeah. So it has the big engine, it has the big battery, it has everything that, that makes it easy for you as a Ferrari fan. Hello, Fiona. Uh, it makes it easy for you as a Ferrari fan to understand the SF90 and say, we're going to take this first. Yeah. 
The 296, when everyone heard, when I made a video saying, Ferrari's coming out with a V6 engine car, and it's going to be a hybrid. Everyone on the comments was like, fuck that. There's yeah. no way. Ferrari would never make a V6. And Ferrari, Ferrari people, like Lamborghini people, they, they're like their cylinders to go up. 100%. They don't like them to go down. 100%. Right? Like, they, they like their cylinders to go up. So when they said that they were going to do a V6 car, I feel like Ferrari was really smart in the way that they released the product saying, let's give them the one that's not controversial. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that has the big engine, the big battery, and have him try it. Have him love it, and then we can announce the other one. People will still doubt it, but it'll be great. And the 296, in my view, is outside of LaFerrari, because the LaFerrari is like literally a boner in a car for every man, I want to say. Yeah, probably. 100%. But the 296 might be the best driving Ferrari ever. It's ever. definitely one of the best. Ever. I think the like the Speciale generation four five eight the steering feel is a little bit more communicative mm. and the sound, but I mean if you put the two around a track, it's not it's obviously not even on the close. same planet. But certainly of modern Ferraris, other than maybe a four five eight Speciale, it's probably the best handling car they've made in an extremely long. Absolutely, of time. absolutely, and, and right it's only going to get better with the. Spe version speciale or whatever so so this is what it. i'm getting at so right now we have three brand new ferraris coming out mm -hmm. that at least we're going to know more about this year yeah. right that they're announcing this year officially the first one is the f250 mm -hmm. and i don't know if you remember when the f150 oh, was yeah. announced that was a la ferrari yeah so there's a video out of maranello where there uh there's this guy <laughs> With a fucking incredible Italian accent, if you guys can go look it up. I don't know who uploaded it. I don't know what his name is. But he's a guy that talks with an Italian accent, and he's very enthusiastic about the car. Ah, here comes the car. <laughs> he gets so pumped, by the way. I love this kid. I hope he's a kid. Because if he's a grown-up like my age, I'd say let's reevaluate our lives. But if it's a younger, uh, younger dude, awesome. So he filmed it. A few things that I saw. Number one, LaFerrari replacement. Yep. Number two, you can hear an engine. They were talking about making this a fully electric car, remember? And on the other yeah, yeah. And on the other hand, you have Porsche that did the Mission X. That's a fully electric hypercar, son. Mm -hmm. So Ferrari's coming into the into the new battle. But that's a concept car, no? That's not their full production 918 replacement. <clears throat> I have it from really good sources. The yeah. type of sources that told me all the shit before about uh -huh. the other cars, that that's going to be that, and it's going to be around $1.6 million. Interesting. Wow. Like, I haven't heard that. That's uh, their Yeah, thing, yeah. Their thing in Porsche, it, which is, which by the way, makes total sense. Because yeah. you invested so much money in Remak. 100%. Remak is doing whatever they're doing with Bugatti and like what they're doing with other brands. You might as well go all in. Sure. So Porsche is going fully electric. And Ferrari had said, we're going fully electric, but apparently not for this one. Yeah. So this hypercar battle is going to be different than the last one because the last one was the battle of the hybrids. P1, LaFerrari, 918, all hybrids. Now, when you're talking about the Formula One style type of cars that they brought in with the uh, Valkyrie and the, what's the other one? The AMG1, that was a little bit all over the place. They were not kind of like the same. They just had both the same spirit, which is uh car for the track that can work on the street. So in here with the 250, they're bringing a regular hybrid. Yeah. Seems to be a V12. It's got a center. Oh, I see. I've heard it's most likely going to be a six cylinder. Which just by the sound of it, it's, it's hard for me to believe that. Whereas the 296 makes the right amount of noise. Yeah. You can tell it's not a V12 or a V8. Sure. You can tell like from the outside. And I think this is going to be the same. I think you're going to be able to tell this is not a... I, I, I feel like it's not a V12. I'm sorry. I feel like, it, like it's a V12. I, a v, a V12 hybrid be would be a total win. Uh, and I think that the 812 successor is likely to have a 12-cylinder. So uh, the 812 successor is yeah. the other car that's coming out. Now, just before wrapping this up, what's different about the F250? It's, it's a, a regular combustion engine with a battery. No question about it. You have a middle exhaust, but it's massive. It kind of looks like the Bugatti's one. Yeah, like yeah. Like the Chiron. 
So you have those, you have wings on, 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 uh, as doors that go up, which is really nice yeah, because 100%. Ferrari doesn't do that for any other yeah, models. Yeah. That's really nice. And uh, what else? And it's got no center seat. It's just a regular seating car. And it's just, that's just what caught my attention. Do you think it's rear wheel drive or all wheel drive? They say it's a rear wheel drive car. Really? It's okay. impossible to tell based on what I've seen so yeah, far yeah, in the yeah. videos. But we'll see. I want to know now, My the A12 is one of my favorite cars. I had a 599, 100%. loved it. And then all of the cars that came out afterwards, insane. I had an A12. You, I loved it. By the way, you did. Yeah. And it made such great noise. It's one of the best sounding cars ever. I didn't even have an aftermarket exhaust. I tuned it, and I think it was running like so hot that it blew the cats out of the stock really? exhaust. So then it sounded even louder, which was awesome. But incredible looking car, incredible sounding car, much better to drive than yeah. the F12. Yeah. Uh, and and it's a true like exciting GT car. You could yeah. do long trips in it. But you could also have fun at the same time. That is my favorite Ferrari in the lineup. Like I know for driving and really feeling the road and whatnot, you want to go with the smallest. But as far as like the everything Ferrari, like the TDF, the mm -hmm. you know the Pista edition for those, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The TDF. The what's the new one? The, the competition. The competition. Yeah, oh. I, I've driven both the F12 TDF and the A12 Comp, and they're some of the best cars ever. You think so? Yeah. It's not too heavy. It's not too massy. It's a different experience than driving a LaFerrari, which feels kind of like a 458 with a V12 in it. Yeah, but, but that, it's, that's kind of incredible. Yeah, yeah, it is incredible. But it, I don't know. It's rewarding. It's intense. It sounds nuts. I, I love it. And the way they look. Yeah. Oh, that, that is my favorite lineup. Like, like the favorite car because you also fit nicely with all, uh, with, like if you have a wife or a passenger and you want to put some bags somewhere. Oh, 100%. The best line. So the A12 successor is coming out. We don't know if he's going to have a V12. Will you be bummed out if he doesn't have a V12? Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if none of them in the lineup have a V12, that would be kind of sad. It would be the end of an era. I just feel like for the sake, it, it's hard to guess now because yeah. everything is changing so much. But I think it's, it's the engine that you normally put on the big hypercar that you put in these cars. Yeah. So we're probably going to see that where, where uh, like I'm telling you, the F-250 probably seems to have a V12. I'm actually going to call a friend of mine after this podcast and ask him uh, a V12. If that has a V12, I can almost guarantee you the, F the A12 successor will have uh, yeah. a, a V12. And that would be insane. That would be right. Because I think, do you think it has to be a hybrid of some sort? Probably, right? Well, I think it can be a hybrid of uh, with a V12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't be just a V12. No. I think but, they've ran out of, of power capability with the A12 comp. And, and the way I see it is like this. If you're looking at Lamborghini, which is normally like their big boy car, mm -hmm. the one that rivals this one, and they always put like the biggest engine possible in them. Yeah. Lamborghini's putting a V12 with a hybrid, uh, uh, a V12 hybrid in the Revuelto. Sure, sure. So I think they're going to do the same here, right? That makes the most sense. Yeah. And if they don't, uh, I'm going to be so pissed off, Dini. <laughs> People have no idea of how mad they I'm going to They have no be. idea? Uh, no hey. idea. <laughs> People are learning Italian right now for free. No I just learned some new, a new word. There you go. Idini. <laughs> but the last one that they're going to be unveiling, which one do you think it is? The last one? The, the third car that they're going to be revealing this year. Oh, the 296? Speciality version. The, oh, yes. Oh, can you imagine that thing? That might be the best car ever. Ever. Because I don't love the way the 296 looks, to be honest. I like it, but I don't love it. And I think the last couple iterations of special edition versions have made the car from good to holy crap. Yeah. Like the 812 Comp, the 812 looked good, but the competition is ridiculous. Yeah. That SF90 XX looks ridiculous. So I, I've got high hopes for... So I've, I have a question for you. How would you feel if the 296 comes in and takes over the lineup for the F8? I think it's just how the future is going. And that's how it's going to go. Apparently, yeah. the F8 is going to be stop being produced. They're going to stop production on the F8 yeah, yeah. to come out with the uh, 296, let the 296 carry on. And that's kind of like how they did the swaparoo on the Ferrari guys. They were like, I love my V8s. And they were like, oh, you love your V8s. Don't worry. No we're going to produce them on the side. 
fuck those guys. We're producing the V6s now. And they ended up just getting that. So now they're, Ferrari's going to phase out the F8, according to all reports. And now we're going to see more of the 296, the six-cylinder hybrid yeah, type yeah. of a, a car. And to me, it's nostalgic because I love, like to me, what got me to Ferrari was the 355, mm -hmm. the 360, the the w w the 360 was the Modena, mm -hmm. right? And then you jump into the Italia, the 458. 430 first. Oh, the 430. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. What was the 430 name? Well, the F430, then there's the Scuderia, then there's the 16M. They, they didn't have the F430 name or anything? They didn't mention, like, mag no, no, probably not. Okay, but the F430. It's escaping me. Th so, there was a word. I think so, too. The F430, wasn't it the Modena? No, the Modena Marinella? was the 360. No, no Marinello was the six like the yeah. V12. Uh, I'll remember this. I'm having a brain fart right now. But to me, the... Uh, the car that got me to Ferrari was the the 430. Yeah. I got a 430 Spider. That was my first Ferrari ever. Yeah. It was old as fuck. I got it was in finance. Tan like and red. Seven years. No, no, no. I got a. I had a black. Oh, dude. Oh, it was all right, all right. Gorgeous. I think you. Uh, oh, it was gray with a. Was it gray? Yeah, it was gray, with a black interior with yellow stitching. My, so it was black, but actually it, it was gray. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> what I got black was the four five eight. Okay, I remember gotcha. now. And I had to. Oh boy, it was black on black. Was it for sure a four thirty? No, it was a four thirty. No it was doubt. a California. No, 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 it was a four thirty spider. And the reason why is my wife made me sell it when I got it because she would get she the first time she got in the car. Well, first of all, when I bought it, she didn't understand how financing worked or anything mm -hmm. we had just met. And she was like, how are you buying this car? I was like, what do you mean? Like to work and just pay for it? She's like, you must be a drug dealer. You got to tell me these things. I'm like, what the fuck? When have you That's incredible. Like I'm with you all day. When have you ever seen me be like a drug dealer? You know? <laughs> uh, so she refused to get in the car. She finally got in the car and she said, I fucking hate it. It's too loud. Really? So I, I, I literally was like, I don't want to deal with this. And people will tell, will say, uh, no way, you're full of shit. I moved back from Texas to here because of my wife, because she hated it. So no, I'm a bitch. That's what I am. Okay, <laughs> let us be clear. So the F430 was one of my favorite cars ever. And I want to say that the the 488 was horrendous. Yeah. The Pista Man, was the cool. The Pista was incredible, and I love the F8. Yeah. Love it. And I'm sad to see the lineup, like, die out for the new one, but it's it's the time for the new guys. Yeah. And I do love the 296. I think this is going to be the most spectacular car Ferrari has ever built so far. I think so. I legitimately Could be. think so. They have a really I good I mean, it'll chance. have more power, it'll weigh less, and it'll handle better, and the car already rocks. So yeah. it's hard to, yeah. hard to beat that recipe. Absolutely. Hey, you want to talk about some formula? Oh, no, no, no. Before we talk about some Formula One stuff, I. <laughs> oh, boy. I have, I have to ask you, how do you pronounce this? Taycan? Taycan? I think it's Taycan. So it could be either. We looked it up before this. It is Taycan. And that's, by the way, everyone can look it up on the Porsche website. They say Taycan. Okay, so we're going to go with Taycan. So Taycan's having a refresh. Yeah. Finally, uh, Porsche's electric sedan. He's getting a refresher. And good thing, because w what is your opinion on the ones that are out right now? I think they they handle better than Tesla's. The build quality is better. Uh, it, it's great in the canyons, and it looks awesome, but the range was horrendous. I mean, it was so bad that it was a reason not to buy the car at all. Yes. And I think that's why the Turbo S's went from over sticker well into the 200s to, you know, half that or even less than half that. They're so quite I, cheap. I, I saw. I only saw a couple photos of the new front end. It'll probably be one of those things that needs to. I need to grow. It'll grow on me. I yeah. need to see it in person. Yeah, it's a little too squarey. Yeah, like the head. Well, the headlights didn't have the cool like four dots like the yeah. like the previous one, which I think is an interesting take. Um, the take on the taken, but more range. It's all really needed. So that's what it is. It's mostly they're doing a little a light refresh on the outside, yeah. and they're giving you more range. You're going from 200 miles to 
365 miles. Yeah, that's huge. That is huge, dude. When you can get in a, in a Tesla, and this is where you really you really learn this. When you're driving like your Plaid, and you can go for 300 miles, that's a big difference and a big gap between 200 miles. 100%. Like, it's crazy how low 200 miles is. You can't take your shit anywhere. And also, you can't charge them everywhere like a, re, uh, like a Tesla. Yeah. And it takes longer. So now with a new one, they're going to do 365-mile range, which is epic. Yep. And they're also going to allow you to charge from 10% to 80%, 10 to 80% in less than 20 minutes. Whereas right now, it takes about 22 and a half minutes. And now you're going to say, that's not that much of a difference. That's only two minutes. Yeah, but the battery is bigger. Yeah. The charge is bit like it's a larger charge, if you will. Yeah, 80% is giving you significantly more range. On the, exactly. On the and also at the same time, uh, they already had this new version of it go around the ring in Germany, and it was faster than the Platt. I believe it. Do you think Elon's going to come out and just shit on him with something? Or Probably. Not? I mean, it, what I don't get is there was this Plaid Plus that was supposed to be. It never came out. It was and it never came out. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be some late stage drop or if he felt like it didn't need to be more performance oriented and have more power. I mean, they did the carbon brake upgrade and whatnot. Yeah. For that I, performance. I that they'll version. probably wait to do a new version of the S I think before they drop the I have a plus. Can I tell you something? Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that Tesla is not releasing like their highest, biggest, craziest charging technology or anything yet because the competition is so slow. Could be, could be. It feels like it. Because when, when he had that Plat Plus, which I also wanted, it was like 160 grand, right? Yeah. Uh, when, he had, when he announced that thing, I remember thinking like, oh my God, how are the other guys going to ever recover from yeah. this? And I feel like now he's like, why should I just make something so crazy when I can just set the bar lower and just like race it even more whenever I feel like it. I mean, from a business standpoint, that makes all the sense in the world. Just I, make the incremental increases. That's uh, The cool thing is, like you were saying, they are a disruptive company. Yeah. So sometimes they do things that are just ridiculous. Like the plaid performance was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so they do make huge strides. But yeah, if they, if they have this battery technology that can charge faster and nobody's really even close to Tesla's level already, then why... Yeah, why even do Give it? Give everything out. I, I, I remember, uh, I believe my first, let's talk about cars. I talk about the Mission E, which turned out to be the actual Taycan, right? Yeah. And I, I was like, I'm definitely buying one and all this shit. But by the time it came out, the Tesla had already so much more range. The Rivian was already announced. I was like, this makes no sense right now. I'm just going to wait. And also, you don't want to buy a first uh, in technology for a company. I mean, Rolls Royce is still trying to figure out Bluetooth and they already have a Spectre, <laughs> right? Which That's is ridiculous. So it's ridiculous. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. So I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to be that dumbass that fell for it. I'm always the dumbass. Now I'm old enough to not be the dumbass anymore. So I skipped it. And I feel like this one is right. Yeah. Like now at this point, it opens up to all the other people that we know we stuck to Tesla and all that stuff for the longest time. Because now we're getting competitive actual uh, cars and mileage and performance from other cars and the nice interiors and the nice way of driving and the nice everything. I think as cool as this refresh is, when they create a new version of it, that'll be the really cool car. Oh, my God. When it looks different, has an updated interior and has this new range and is faster, yeah. that'll be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be the Agreed. Move. Agreed. Now, before we close, I want to talk about Formula One. Sure. Have you seen any of the madness or should I tell you all the madness that's going on? I mean, I know that uh, Lewis is leaving Mercedes for Ferrari. Yeah. making a bunch of money. Yeah. And people are losing it. You want to start that's there? That's about the extent that Let's I know. Let's start right so, there. So pretend I know nothing because it's close. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's, Let's hear go. it. So, all right. Lewis Hamilton has been driving for Mercedes, I want to say, since 2013, maybe? Around that, that, sounds about right, that yeah. area, it sounds about right. He's won six world championships with him. Before that, he won one with McLaren. Not a lot of people know that. They all think that uh, he got it with Mercedes, all of them. And uh, he's been a dominant force in the sport forever. Yeah. He is the most winning uh, uh, race car driver to ever do it. He's beating Shumi in all of stats. Now, a lot of people like to do relative stats, right? Like, you used to have less races. Less yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, Lewis has won 103 Grand Prix, I believe. 
don't quote me on that one, but I believe 103. He's had 102 pole positions. Uh, he's raced about 300 and something times. So one third of the times that he races, he wins. And right now, the last two years has been really screwing him over, which you can argue. Lewis Hamilton might be the greatest race car driver so far until today. If I were going to comp- if I was going to compare him to anyone in any other sport, I would put him against Tom Brady. Lewis Do you ha- think that yeah. if Verstappen and Lewis were in the same car and they were both familiar with the car? This is what I wanted to say. Yeah. I think Verstappen is Patrick Mahomes, if you okay. watch uh, football. And the reason why is I do think Verstappen is way more talented, like just from the get-go. Verstappen is way more thirsty. Mm-hmm. Even though Lewis is thirsty as fuck for getting more championships, more wins, and he's a champ like we we haven't seen. Verstappen is Michael Jordan, 96-97. Like, this is not a, like... And, and I'm a Lewis fan. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I love Lewis Hamilton. I would love to hate on Verstappen, but when I see greatness, I admire it. I'm not. I'm not a hater, as much as 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 much as I like to think that I am. I might talk all this shit on Verstappen and whatnot, but I know. And I let me just say this: real recognizes real, Sergio. Okay, before before you keep goats recognize goats. <laughs> <laughs> I think just Verstappen is on a whole different level, but yeah, he hasn't yeah. had enough time. That's Whereas fair. Mahomes, you cannot name him the best to ever do it right now because he did Fiona fart. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty. Okay. How uh, did you know? Because uh, I, I was smell making, it. Like I saw my your body face. Was you were deteriorating. Like, <laughs> you, I saw your face deteriorating, and then I was like, "What's going?" Oh, I, I get it. It's a little. I'm sorry, my my no, dog's old as hell. And seasoning. She lets it go. Yeah, <laughs> it's a spicy podcast. So I. <laughs> oh, so I think. Altogether, Lewis, as of now, can get more more of a GOAT status than Verstappen. But eventually, Verstappen just yeah. keeps doing what he's doing. Verstappen will be the greatest of all time. Because Verstappen is like a mixture of the greatest, like Senna and Prost and like all of them combined into one. He's got so much. Whereas Lewis is more of, like I said, Tom Brady. He's limited to a certain point by, in my opinion... Obviously, could be totally wrong. He's more limited than Verstappen as far as just natural skill goes. Lewis is just so prepared. And Tom was really prepared, too. I don't know why this is turning into an NFL podcast, too. I Yeah, but either way. Uh, <laughs> so Side note, I feel like car guys and, and NFL slash baseball people are... It's not too I, far. I, I think they're radically different. I feel like if you are really into cars... The people I know who are super knowledgeable about cars are less knowledgeable about the sports world. Oh, but but, but when you're ta- by the way, when you're talking about it in that way, I absolutely agree. People that like cars don't like sports. Like their sport, their hobby is the car. Yeah, yeah. And this is why when when people ask us like Formula One, NASCAR, and all these guys call, I'm like, this is not the same as liking cars. This sure. is a whole different thing. Your thing is boring to those people. And obviously not to say that all car people don't like sports. No, obviously, no, no. I'm sure there not are. But I've found that that a lot of people who know the stats of every player in the NFL and exactly what's going on tend to not really be into cars and I then vice versa. Completely agree. On that, on that regard, it's I completely agree. But people that like racing are, in fact, into other sports. It's yeah, yeah, people, yeah. Cars and sports, like... It's not like a complete mesh. It's more like cars and watches get yeah, really... Yeah, 100%. Those get r- along really well. So, whatever. Lewis being the GOAT or Max Verstappen being the GOAT, Lewis is moving to Ferrari. Every single race car driver in the history of the world has ever dreamed of driving for the Ferrari uh, team. Always. It's just, if, you're, if, you don't like, if, if you don't like racing, if you don't admire it, if, if you've never been a part of it, and you go to a Formula One race, and you get to live within the Ferrari culture, you'll be like, God, this is so good. Yeah. There's something so epic about that team. It feels like a nation altogether. Yeah, 100%. So, obviously, Ferrari has a great team right now with Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc. And they gave Carlos Sainz, like always, the thank you so much for everything. And they went with Charles Leclerc for 2025, and they signed on top Lewis Hamilton. And the deal for Lewis Hamilton, are you fucking ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready to cry. <laughs> this is for a year. This is a two-year deal with an extension to a third. Okay. Okay? And at first, I'll talk about salary. Annual salary for Lewis Hamilton is going to be $80 million. 
Okay? That's just his That'll base. Do. That is that is just the base salary for him. Cool. Verstappen That's acceptable, last- you know. Yes. Yeah. Takes if, off the you pressure. Need some, you know, you need some bonuses on top of that, but you know. They are adding <laughs> bonuses on top of that, son. They are. They are. And they they're saying that they can go up to a hundred million dollars just in oh bonuses, right? So let's say that he gets everything and wins everything. Lewis will make a paycheck in 2025, because that's the first year that he's racing with Ferrari. Uh, he's gonna make a hundred million dollars. Then on top of this, Ferrari also gave Lewis a $20 million contribution each year, per year, on any charitable cases or uh, uh, institutions that he wants to help. So on top of the 80, that's already guaranteed, another $20 million for any charity, whatever. Wow. And then after that, Elkin, the CEO of Ferrari, gave him a $250 million, no, 50 million euro fund Tween 250 million euro? 250 okay. million euros from his family called Exxon or something like that, like uh-huh. the gas station. 250 million to invest in any ventures with Lewis Hamilton. So Lewis Hamilton will say, I want to own that. He'll say, no problem. Here's $250 million behind you to invest in several ventures. So, <laughs> I mean, not like his salary isn't already going to make him and obviously he already is incredibly wealthy that I think that fund is going to take him into the, this is somebody in sports who's worth $9 billion. And and by the way, Lewis already does it. He's invested in so many different companies. Fortunately, the vegetarian vegan bullshit companies that he's invested in are not doing that great. Is he really into that stuff? As much as I, oh yeah, he invested what, which do you remember which one was it? Does he not eat meat? He's vegetarian. He's a vegetarian. He's a vegan. Yeah. I, I actually, wonder if that has something to do with Verstappen beating him now. So I <laughs> you just can't. Have you ever tried to be a vegan? No, I haven't. I, I get have. that there's some serious benefits. I just I love I meat. It's not. It's not. When you try both extremes, uh-huh. when you go to the extreme vegan or the extreme meat eater, mm-hmm. the extreme meat eater, uh, your, your extreme meat eating body is way stronger. Your uh, your mind is stronger. Your gut healthy stronger. Your everything is stronger. I'm a big big meat eater yeah. kind of guy. But also the the other side is the vegan one does work to a certain point, but it does have a ceiling compared yeah. to the other one. There's a guy called named Bri- uh, his name is Brian Johnson. Have you ever seen him on YouTube? The guy that's Maybe. Aging, aging backwards. Yes, yes. That dude's a vegan. Okay. He looks like f- Brian. You have so much fucking money and all of that stuff, and you're doing great, and you do all of your protocols, and you never take the sun and all that stuff. Awesome, awesome. You look like complete shit right now. <laughs> I think he looks, and and I don't know this guy. It could be an awesome like person. I don't, I don't know shit, but he he looks older than his age. Yes. Yes. And he's like like cutting edge of like let's put a million, two million, five million into my body per year. No. And somehow he has gone no. war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, it's I mean, I don't know what he would have looked like without that stuff. It's that. But it's not it's that. He doesn't look like a youthful twenty year old. No, no, no. I mean you guys can look it up. It's crazy. Because yeah. he looks like a vampire. Like straight yeah. up out of the, the terrible movies that they used to make. It just uh, starts looking what, like Twilight. Voldemort. Maybe he'll maybe he'll get spells and stuff as he I, Goes that's, down the rabbit that, hole. I'm sure that's what he's hoping. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, because if you know, he loses the nose like Voldemort, and if he can just, <laughs> you know, whip some stuff up, then Guardian, whatever the hell, then don't he'll, do it. He'll kids. be laughing. Don't listen to Lewis. I love Lewis, but don't listen to Lewis on that one. I already did it and paid the consequences. Don't do it. So <laughs> that's one of the big, obviously, news in Formula One. Yeah. Uh, there's another one right now. There's two. So, you know Andretti. Andretti is a big racing team. Mario Andretti uh-huh. used to race Formula One. All of his kids have raced in IndyCar. They're champions in different categories. Incredible. So, he applied alongside Cadillac to become an F1 team, to be able to bring an 11th team to the grid because there's only 10 right now. And Has it always been 10? It's not, all, it's not always been 10. It's fluctuated through the past, but for recent years, it's been 10. Has it ever been 11? Uh, I'm sure there, there okay. has in 12 and 13, maybe. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, I, I don't know exactly the numbers, but I know it's, uh, fluctuated, but like in IndyCar, for example, you watch IndyCar and there's like 80 billion teams or NASCAR, 80 trillion teams. And they always change and per race, they change. It's really weird. But formula one is pretty straightforward. It makes it hard when there's so many teams though. 
makes it harder to find need, your team way, and it dilutes it a little bit. They need to understand that, but they just get paid per entry and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, 11 versus 10, not a big deal. If there's 100 F1 teams, then they've ruined that. I you mean, you, say, can't, you can't have that many Let me ask you this. Field, it's but, not a big deal, right? So Andretti got denied the entry to F1. Okay. They said no. And now everybody was, uh, whether you have your purist in F1, the purist ones are like, whoa. They said no to Andretti. Andretti's a legend in the mm -hmm. racing world. Like, they should let him in, blah, blah, blah. And then you have the other guys kind of like me. Like, you want to get into Formula One, dude? Buy a fucking team. Yeah. Like, there's no uh, easy entry. Like, if I own a Formula One team, I own a team in the NFL, right? Mm -hmm. I keep adding value to the whole league because someone that wants to buy in is going to have to buy in no inflation with the teams that we have. Period. Because if someone else could just create another team out of nowhere and just bring him in, then why the fuck am I creating a billion dollars yeah, worth yeah. of value? That's fair. Right? That's that's the way they yeah, look yeah, at yeah. it. So Toto Wolf, McLaren, everyone is like, why are we allowing someone else to come sure. in instead of buying us out? Like probably Lawrence Stroll was flipping his shit. Like there's no way. This is the only thing I have that I invested <laughs> that didn't lose money. You got to let him not be able to bring the team in. Has he made a good amount of money with that? Oh, he bought that team, Force India, I believe it was when he bought it, for $90 million. That shit's worth about a billion right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's the only thing Lawrence Stroll has made money on. But it's because he invested in Aston Martin with a, gr with a group of people, and they also brought that into Formula One. If this team was still uh, Racing Point or race india or uh -huh. anything like that it would be worth nothing compared to what it is right sure. now so now stroll that completely fucked up on investing in aston martin as a whole because the company is doing nothing uh the formula one team is worth something so he's trying to sell the formula one team as a thing of its own for a billion dollars to recover whatever he's losing in the aston martin play gotcha if you will so either way that's, that's how you're looking at it. Like, are they going to let him in? Are they not? I don't think they should. But one of the really funny things is, as everyone's complaining about Andretti not being able to get in, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, Andretti had an email in the junk, in the junk box, uh, in his junk, yeah, in his junk inbox, where uh, he didn't get the email. So now... They're arguing with F1 about like, hey, we never got this email. Maybe we can talk about it again. So they're opening up. There might be opening up wow. the entry because they didn't get that one email that went to their junk folder. Unbelievable. Which I think is total bullshit, but okay. Yeah, that's I'm gonna, crazy. I'm going to go with it. And then the last third thing, by the way, this has all happened before F1 has even rolled a car yeah, out yeah. and testing. And the third one came out today. And my boy Christian Horner, the team principal at Red Bull, the guy that manages all of Red Bull, for those of you who don't follow Formula One, he's under pressure for quitting. They're saying, Christian, you need to quit. And the reason why is there's a piece of news that says that someone within Red Bull, an employee, has had a weird, and they're not, ex they're not specifying anything, mm -hmm. thing happened to them. With Christian. Yeah, that's not good. And this is an internal Red Bull uh, uh, investigation, right? Uh -huh. Before they take it out. So they, they haven't really said what Christian did to this person that has gotten everyone into the what the fuck is going on zone, right? Yeah. Whereas Red Bull is launching an investigation, but closest source to it, and this could be completely a lie, uh -huh. but this could also be completely true because why else would you go about it like this? Sure, sure. They're saying that they're recommending Kristen to just quit and say goodbye and not say anything and leave. Wow. What does that sound like that to you? What, what does I mean, it that sounds sound like, like something pretty bad happened. Sexual, right? That's what that's my initial thought. And Sexual. I don't want to accuse anyone of and things you would that, think you know, Christian is married to a spice girl. Maybe there's not enough spice in his life. What's going on? What's <laughs> going on over here? You yeah, know? He needed a little more paprika, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I obviously have no clue. We but don't that, know. The initial thought was, yeah, it's probably some sort of sexual, sexual harassment. Yeah. And because I'm sorry. And if you're being like pressured to leave, it probably wasn't like a mild. Uh, this is what instance, I was saying. It was know? not like he yelled at Tim the intern, like, like yeah. the intern. Hey, Tim, 
Why didn't you bring this? Fuck you, Tim, yeah. and fuck your mother. He did, yeah, he, probably, didn't, he didn't make a tiny dick joke. No, was, yeah, yeah, I want to say that it was probably something major. Also, I will let my feelings go completely negative on this one because I fucking hate Red Bull and Christian Horner. Really? But I want to keep it as partial as possible. So we don't know what it is, but that's what's going on. And like I said, cars haven't even been introduced. Nothing. We've only seen the Haas, which no one cares about, which, by the way, Andretti should buy Haas. A lot of people are saying, yeah, but Gene Haas won't sell. Offer him the right amount of money. Gene Haas loses money every single year and also respect. Allegedly. So I'm just saying allegedly. that allegedly... He sent pictures of his wiener to a female employee. And now what? Could you? That's the world's most expensive dick pic. Could you imagine? Guys down bad, sending some photos, and then, you know. The only thing that could be worse. And then he is, loses his whole career. The that, only thing that could be worse <laughs> is that your last name is Wiener, and then you send pictures of your wiener to yeah. someone else. That's the only thing. But, dude, by the way, how are famous people? So stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it. How? Yeah. How would you be? Uh, it, 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 by the way, this man has made Red Bull Racing what it is. Especially if it was unsolicited, and he just, which I'm sure it was, if it, if That's it what resulted like this. Like that is dumb. Why would you send the picture of your dick or your balls? Probably right. Not. I, I doubt that he sent the picture of his starfish to this lady. Because <laughs> why would you? We That's all, a new, uh, haven't I mean, heard of a starfish. It's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> your asshole is. You've never seen a starfish upside down. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. more breaking news. The king has cancer. The king has cancer? What king? King Charles. Oh, Dang. King Charles. Damn. Damn. Damn, that's yeah. a lot of breaking news here. That we is... even talk about re uh, royalty. Holy yeah. shit. Anything else you want to add? I don't know. I got to pee. Uh, me too. <laughs> me too. Well, this was Two Dudes, One Car, the most recommended podcast uh, by dentist in yeah. 2024. Incredible. Parker, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to us, and we'll see you on the next one. Don't forget to go check it out in Parker's channel or on Spotify or any of the other uh, traditional podcast platforms. So we'll see you on that one, guys. Thank you so much for watching. That was fun. Perfect. That, that was okay. 100%. <laughs> <laughs>